You never left that tower. And you're still gonna go back? No. Yes. Did you ever realize there's a Disney princess movie about gaslighting? Rapunzel may be trapped in a tower like the quintessential Disney princess, but it's not the building that's really holding her captive, it's her mind. I like it in here, and so do you. When Tangled's heroine does leave her tower, she does it by sliding down her own hair, meaning there's been nothing physically stopping her from leaving this whole time. The reason she stays is because of the twisted reality she's been sold by her gaslighter mother Gothel. That the outside world is dangerous and Rapunzel too weak to survive. You want to go outside? Uh, why Rapunzel? Look at you, as fragile as a flower. In our fake news post-truth era where we're increasingly savvy about echo chambers and emotional abuse, the gaslit Tangled heroine stands out as a pretty modern Disney princess who pre-configured many of today's central debates. The 2010 movie's themes feel more relevant than ever as our culture grapples with how untrue narratives can still possess great power to shape people's minds and thus the resulting reality. Oh, Rapunzel, you know I hate leaving you after a fight, especially when I've done absolutely nothing wrong. Moreover, then and now, Rapunzel's mental imprisonment and her desire to take the agency to go out and see the world herself speak generally to how young girls need to free themselves from damaging long-standing cultural myths. I need to see them, Mother, and not just from my window, in person. Here's our take on how Tangled urges us to search for the real truth, no matter how pretty the lies might appear. I am the Lost Princess, aren't I? If you're new here, be sure to subscribe and click the bell to get notified about all our new videos. Rapunzel's situation in Tangled actually mirrors a much older narrative, Plato's Allegory of the Cave. This story imagines a scenario where prisoners are chained in an underground cave watching shadows projected onto the wall, and thinking this is all the whole world is. Likewise, trapped for most of her life in a tower, Rapunzel sees only a tiny reflection of reality, but is conditioned to believe this is all of reality. Do you know what these are? You mean the lantern thing they do for the princess? Lanterns? I knew they weren't stars. Plato suggests that one prisoner could come to escape and realize the truth. As the Socrates character says in the allegory, he would at last be able to gaze upon the sun itself, and the prisoner would then understand it's not the shadows, but the sun, which is the origin of everything previously known. Reminiscent of that prisoner being driven to seek the sun, when we meet Rapunzel, she's fixated on lanterns in the sky, lights which will lead to her piecing together the true story of who she is. And I can't help but feel like they're they're meant for me. Nearly 18, Rapunzel is beginning to challenge the draconian rules of the woman she believes to be her parent, Mother Gothel. The teen decides to leave the tower, tricking her mother by sending her away on a three-day journey so she can see the floating lights she's become obsessed with. But at first, Rapunzel still plans to return to her prison without her transgression being discovered. You will act as my guide, take me to these lanterns, and return me home safely. While the false reality of the cave is a prison, it is also safe and secure, and Plato's allegory acknowledges that transitioning from darkness into light or into the real world is painful. Before she leaves, Rapunzel feels her tower is a safe creative sanctuary, a space for her to express herself. 
And while her desire for literal enlightenment is clearly driving her to seek more out of life, the perilous journey puts Rapunzel in a state of conflict as the world she's presented with runs counter to the central life narrative she's been sold by Mother Gothel. I can't help but notice you seem a little at war with yourself here. Learning the truth about her life, that she is the lost princess and the person she thought was her mother is her jailer, is a deeply traumatic process, one which culminates in her new love, Eugene, sacrificing himself so that she may live her true life. You are my new dream. Ultimately, he's brought back to life by a final shard of sunlight present in Rapunzel's tears, and the journey to enlightenment is worth it. But Plato's prisoner can't return to the shadows. With his eyes blinded by seeing a fully blazing sun, he won't even be able to discern the shadowy patterns on the wall. He must leave behind that former life and most or all of the people he knew because they won't be ready to follow him into the light. So enlightenment comes at a cost, the cost of leaving behind your old reality and even losing something of yourself. In the years leading up to Tangled, the cave allegory had already infiltrated popular culture very prominently. Major hits The Matrix and The Truman Show both center on the idea that the elaborate world the protagonist is presented with isn't a real one, and they have to go on a painful journey to uncover the truth. You've been living in a dream world, Neo. This is the world as it exists today. Even Disney had already interpreted the cave allegory way back in 1995's Toy Story. Toy Buzz Lightyear interprets the world around him through the story he's been presented with of Star Command and the evil Emperor Zurg. I've crash-landed on a strange planet. The impact must have awoken me from hypersleep. His journey is dismantling this narrative, along with his idea of himself as a swashbuckling, ultra-cool, galaxy-defending astronaut. While this learning comes with a degree of pain, ultimately by achieving an understanding of the real world, he unlocks a deeper, more authentic life experience. Hey, Buzz! You're flying! This isn't flying, this is falling with style. Similarly, Tangled gets at how the process of understanding the world is intertwined with understanding ourselves. For Rapunzel, just seeing the outer world isn't enough to immediately break out of the false narratives in her head. Mother Gothel pursues the girl, continuing to reinforce the lies that the world is dangerous and Rapunzel is better off locked away. You're right about everything. I know, darling. I know. It's only when Rapunzel is able to connect those outer experiences with herself that she finally achieves enlightenment and can therefore challenge the reality Mother Gothel created for her. She realizes that the threat all along wasn't the real world, but her fear of the world and the insularity that created. I've spent my entire life hiding from people who would use me for my power. Rapunzel, when I should have been hiding from you. Again, the cave allegory is hinted at in this discovery if we interpret Rapunzel's paintings, which include the royal insignia, as akin to the shadows of the real world that the prisoners see when trapped in the cave. The truth was always staring Rapunzel in the face. They appear every year on my birthday, Mother. Only on my birthday. And I can't help but feel like they're... They're meant for me. She just had to gain knowledge about the real world in order to unlock what she already knew in her own soul. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Right now, you can get 10% off your first month by going to betterhelp.com slash the take. Is there something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals? For me, anxiety can pop up when it's least welcome and get in the way of my life. But BetterHelp helps me manage it, and I've learned valuable coping techniques that I use every day. It's made a huge difference in my mental health and happiness. 
service. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist in under 48 hours. This amazing service is available for clients worldwide, and you can log in anytime to message your therapist. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses, plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions. BetterHelp is committed to matching you with a therapist that's perfect for you. So if it's not the right fit, they make it easy and free to change therapists. Did we mention that it's more affordable than traditional therapy and financial aid is available? BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. So join the over 2 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash the take. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash the take. I see a strong, confident, beautiful young lady. <laughs> oh, look, you're here too. <laughs> From the first moment we meet Mother Gothel, we see her use passive aggression to erode Rapunzel's self-worth and make her feel like she's not a good enough daughter. It looks absolutely exhausting, darling. Oh, it's nothing. <laughs> then I don't know why it takes so long. She questions Rapunzel's version of reality by correcting the facts the girl has witnessed. Well, I was hoping you would take me to see the floating lights. Oh, you mean the stars. Then she uses Rapunzel's desire to see the lights as an opportunity to convince Rapunzel of how dangerous the outside world is and how weak and ill-prepared for it the girl is. It's a scary world out there. The irony is, it's her, Rapunzel's supposed protector, who's the actual danger, but this is a classic tactic of misdirection that gaslighters use to hide in plain sight, explicitly naming the evil they themselves are doing while claiming that someone else is perpetrating it and casting oneself as a virtuous defender. Importantly, Mother Gothel allows Rapunzel to think that one day she may be allowed to leave. Soon, but not yet. And that everything she's doing is out of love, enabling Rapunzel's best future. Through all of this, Gothel constructs the overriding false reality that Rapunzel is trapped in, where she's a naive, vulnerable young girl who needs her protective, loving mother to safeguard her from the harsh realities of the world. Mother will protect you. Gaslighting as a term is most commonly associated with romantic relationships, in part because it dates back to a 1938 play and two early 1940s films called Gaslight, in which a woman notices the dimming gaslights in her Victorian home every time her husband leaves. Her emotionally abusive spouse manages to make her doubt her perception of reality and convince her she's going mad. That's what's made me sure my mind is going. Lying in my room watching the gaslight, listening for someone in a place where no one can go. As with Gothel and Rapunzel, the husband isolates his wife from the outside world so he can take control over her reality and convince her it's for her own good. And also like with that original character, Rapunzel's noticing what's going on is linked to lights, something we also see in The Truman Show when Truman's suspicions are raised by a stage light falling from the sky. Mother Gothel's gaslighting is even more insidious than that of a romantic partner because she casts herself in the role of the concerned parent. I tried to warn you what was out there. The world is dark and selfish and cruel. She puts on a performance of how much she's sacrificed, making Rapunzel feel obligated to repay the debt using her own magical life-giving powers. This is an immediate red flag of toxic parenting, as an important tenet of parenthood is that love and care is freely given to the child. As the country song by Harlan Howard puts it, when you add it all up, the full cost of my love is no charge. Psychologist Robin Stern argues that when gaslighting is done by a mother to daughter, it can make her vulnerable to second-guessing herself, and that habit is a hard one to break out of. This 
I'm a horrible daughter. I'm going back. The way Gothel emphasizes the riskiness of the world for Rapunzel also speaks to a broader conversation about the subtle ways young women in general may be gaslit by their society. A study from 1999 revealed that when presented with the dangerous task of sliding down a fire pole, parents would allow boys more freedom to manage the risk themselves but would coddle and assist girls, promoting a greater sense of vulnerability. It's just one example of the kind of gender-related assumptions many people probably aren't that conscious of perpetuating, at least with any malicious intention. Yet even such small behaviors send young girls a significant message that they need protection from the world, which in turn leads them to internalize that they're not strong enough to handle it on their own. The children are constantly bombarded with climate change. It is all over the news. It's our job to be constructive so that they can process it. Good for you, you deconstructed my little girl into a coma. Gothel's manipulation tactics mirror a patriarchal society that tacitly discourages female agency and independence, even while claiming it's trying to protect young women from harm. The outside world is a dangerous place, filled with horrible, selfish people. You must stay here, where you're safe. Do you understand, Flower? Tangled also echoes how women in our society are valued for their looks and trained to value themselves for their beauty. Gothel needs Rapunzel's long blonde hair for its healing properties to help her stay young forever. So she sold Rapunzel the lie that her pretty blonde hair is all that gives her value. This speaks to the value of blonde hair specifically is given in our society due to its rarity and long-standing cultural connotations. Women are told that blondes have more fun, that blondes are more attractive, and being a natural blonde is prized above all else. But once it's cut, it turns brown and loses its power. A gift like that, it has to be protected. In the end, though, Rapunzel's beautiful hair is a burden that's trapping her due to its attracting the predatory mother Gothel. Eugene realizes that it's only by cutting off this valuable hair that Rapunzel can escape captivity. And with her shorter, brown hair, Rapunzel finds the freedom to be more than her looks and take actions that determine her own life. Calling the movie Tangled a change from previous Disney films, which had focused more on a description of the main character, and a change from the film's original title, Rapunzel, speaks to how central Rapunzel's confusion is to her character. She's become tangled up in all the lies she's been sold and must work to free herself from them. In dreams, hair is often associated with thought and ideas, so tangled hair connects with how Rapunzel's mind has been confused and uncertain. Her prized beautiful hair, which has always been the character's defining feature in our collective memories, has become so fraught and restrictive that her only way out is to sever from that signifier of beauty to cut off those false ideas and rebuild with only those she knows to be true. In the end, it is Rapunzel's true self that is the key to her magic, not anything external like her blonde hair. When Eugene cuts her hair to save her from a lifetime trapped with her mother, killing Gothel in the process, she is still able to save him through the magic held in one of her teardrops. Did I ever tell you I've got a thing for brunettes? But in returning to the kingdom, she does so as this new brown-haired version of herself, someone with a far greater familial resemblance to her actual parents. Freed from the gaslighting of Mother Gothel, she is finally allowed to be who she truly is. She led her kingdom with all the grace and wisdom that her parents did before her. The choice to make Gothel a villain with manipulative powers also feels in keeping with this more modern, real-world idea of a Disney fairy tale. Older Disney villains often possess supernatural powers or epic political powers. Tangled's co-director Nathan Greno writes, What Mother Gothel has is her mind. She can manipulate. There's people like that in the world. 
While Tangled may be Rapunzel's story, she's not the only one living in a manufactured reality. You can't tell anyone about this, okay? It could ruin my whole reputation. Ah, we wouldn't want that. Well, a fake reputation is all a man has. Across the film, Tangled shows us how we all construct realities for ourselves with a number of creative or artificial elements, almost as an act of self-preservation. When we meet Flynn Rider, he's a dashing, swashbuckling, rakish thief working with the Stabbington brothers to try and steal a royal crown. It's only when he's at his most vulnerable, when he and Rapunzel are trapped in a cave and he thinks he's about to die, that he reveals who he really is. My real name is Eugene Fitzherbert. Someone might as well know. Flynn isn't simply an invented name, but an entire persona he adopted to distance himself from the meeker, more vulnerable Eugene he once was. Inspired by a beloved children's book Eugene would escape into, he took on this identity because he felt he couldn't embody the qualities he wanted to as himself. He could go anywhere that he wanted to go. And, and, and for a kid with nothing, I don't know. I seem like the better option. And in truth, it's a successful endeavor. He is every inch the charming rogue, but instead of working for good as the Flynn Rider of the book does, he's parlayed it into a life of crime. His journey then is leaving behind that life and the protective cocoon of Flynn and learning to love and embrace who he truly is, something he's only able to accomplish when he meets someone who loves that person too. I like Eugene Fitzherbert much better than Flynn Rider. Rapunzel's parents have also constructed their reality in a very different way. Having suffered the trauma of losing their daughter, they throw a birthday celebration for her every year with the lanterns, not only as a way of hopefully getting a message to her, but also as a way of keeping her spirit alive in their kingdom. King and queen release thousands of lanterns into the sky in hope that one day their lost princess would return. In fact, Mother Gothel is trapped too by her own vanity and desire for immortality. Before Rapunzel is born, Gothel uses the magic flower to stay young, and when that's taken away from her, steals the baby princess, all to avoid confronting her true reality. Even to the very end, when who she actually is has been revealed to Rapunzel, she clings to this constructed reality to avoid confronting her mortality. We are going where no one will ever find you again. And her plot underlines just how willing people can be to spread false narratives when motivated by self-interest, something we see in The Truman Show, where the actors playing Truman's friends and family and their hidden director are invested in his continuing to believe this constructed narrative thanks to their career ambitions. In today's age of social media, we're surrounded by various interests that attempt to shape our understanding of the truth. Narratives are controlled for us by algorithms, reinforced by echo chambers, and studies have shown that social media limits access to diverse perspectives, instead serving you content that reinforces your limited view of the world. This idea of shaping one's own reality, or selling oneself a lie, also chimes with our modern world. In recent years, TikTok has helped turn manifesting into a global trend, believing that if you want good things to happen to you, you simply have to will them to happen. I've manifested things just from typing it in my phone or writing it down a few times and not doing shit just to test it, and it works. Long before this, the huge popularity of The Secret and, more controversially, The Game suggested that your reality and even your own personality were things that could be creatively manipulated in order to live the life you desired. It is the secret to creating the life you truly want. Make more money, lose weight, fall in love, land your dream job. Ultimately, Tangled doesn't disprove this. It just questions whether or not this self-manipulation is the right thing to do. 
Mother Gothel does prolong her life by avoiding confronting her own mortality, Eugene is able to change his life by adopting the persona of a beloved childhood hero. But both these exploits and the alternate realities constructed by the other characters are roads that lead toward dead ends, echoing the tower that Rapunzel is desperate to break out of. As co-director Brian Howard writes, it's a beautiful prison, but it's still somewhere that's not going to let her grow. Tangled showcases how easy and seductive creating false narratives can be and how many of us depend on them in order to survive. For Mother Gothel, this is made literal. She dies as soon as the truth comes out. But also for Flynn, and especially for Rapunzel's parents. For a long time, their survival is built on a manufactured reality. Rapunzel's parents need to believe their daughter is still out there somewhere because the alternative is just too painful to accept. In these cases, Tangled refuses to completely reject or condemn the way we build worlds for ourselves. It even suggests that it's an innate, instinctive human response to crisis. But it also sends the more relevant-than-ever message that while the truth is painful, it's still the only thing that will set you free. You were wrong about the world. <clears throat> and you were wrong about me. And I will never let you use my hair again! Rapunzel achieves her enlightenment both from within and without, realizing that the truth about the world we live in and the truth about oneself are inherently interconnected. So if you want to learn who you really are, you have to embrace the world as it really is. At last, Rapunzel was home, and she finally had a real family. She was a princess worth waiting for. This is The Take on your favorite movie shows and culture. Subscribe so you can watch all of our videos.